Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at chumbacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Today's show is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with the advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Podgo, that's where the pods go. Hello and welcome to the Infectious Group Podcast, part of the Odd Pods Media Network. Recorded at the 33 and a 3rd Music Appreciation Center in Speakeasy, located just outside of Detroit, Michigan. The Infectious Group Podcast is your source for jammy jams, music news, and the best in-depth music discussion. Thanks for joining us. Now here are your hosts. Hey there. It's Russ and Kyle. Hello. And, M- and Michelle. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the reason why Michelle sounds so chipper is this is the season finale for season two. And how long do you get off after this, Michelle? Not long enough. Yeah. Two, two weeks. weeks. <laughs> Yay. Two weeks off for Michelle. So I will not be taking two weeks off. Uh, we have another new YouTube video that came out this week. And so far, the Guns N' Roses fans are uh, behaving themselves. What? Yep. I thought for sure. It's a miracle. We were going to get buried in uh, downvotes and uh, negative comments because the latest video that's up is on a very rare, like the rarest of all GNR pressings is the four lp version of their live album and uh i don't spoil my own video but um i don't have the most positive opinion of their live record because it had a lot more potential to be a lot better than it is mm-hmm. and i thought for sure as soon as i said something bad all the gnr fans are gonna be like not my axle you know and uh so <laughs> well, it's been out for a couple of days give it time yeah we'll give it time yeah and see what happens uh and speaking of youtube you asked me about this on the last episode and literally an hour later we got the news that we got our uh, URL fixed. Yay! So now you can just go to youtube.com slash Infectious Groove Podcast, which is pretty cool. That is so, awesome. Yeah, it's just the easiest way to find us. And then on New Year's <coughs> Eve, actually, um, I was down here all day shooting a whole bunch of new YouTube videos. So there's like, I added it up and I think we have um, like four months worth of YouTube videos uh, backed up well, right now. Them. Which is cool. And then uh, when we get into our feedback section. We've got uh, some ideas for you. Oh, boy. YouTube videos. So we will get into that in a little bit. And then, as always, we have our Patreon. If you would like to join the list of supporters and uh, help keep this thing afloat, we would appreciate that. You can go to patreon.com slash infectious groove podcast. We don't really have any bonus content 
that's that's exclusive for Patreon. But we I set our tiers at like a dollar, five dollars, and ten dollars. Like just to if you just want to help out at all, you can do that and keep both aspects of the show afloat, which is cool. Our main topic for this here se- season finale is going to be uh, more or less like you've heard of Spotify Wrapped. This is going to be Infectious Group Podcast Wrapped, I guess, <laughs> is what you would call it. Uh, we we brought up our top five songs and top five artists for 2020, and we're going to break them down. I'm pretty sure this is going to consist of Kyle and I making fun of Michelle, <laughs> but we'll see. Ha! But you don't, didn't you tell us a couple weeks ago, you don't believe the robots? You don't think your list is right? Yeah. Oh, boy. I no, actually, we have proof. No, I, have, I second that. They, yeah. Oh. We'll, oh. We get, we'll, oh, now we'll that Kyle said it, you're like, oh, maybe that's true. We'll get into true. it later, but I, just because it's a robot doesn't mean it's correct. That's all I'm going to oh, say. Oh, 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 my. There's going to be there's going to be all sorts of uh, disagreements with the robots. I will tell you this: mine surprised me, but I have a theory on why mine looks the way it is, and it might apply to you guys, and you might not have thought of it yet. Because it took me like a, a day. I was like, I don't, I don't know if this is right, and then I. See, I think, I think, share my, I think mine. When no. I looked at it, is it, mine's accurate? It, like I looked at it, and was like, yep, 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 okay, yep, sounds right. <laughs> but then I sent him mine, and he was like, no. <laughs> Good lord. All right. Well, we're going to get into our normal uh, segments, but before we do that, Happy New Year from our sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in below the waist grooming, offering precision engineered tools for your family jewels, and they are here to help you have clean balls in the new year. So, Michelle, my question for you is this: of everything that happened in. 2020 that affected us adversely uh the pandemic mm-hmm. uh, complete and total loss of the live music experience uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. those two things or kyle's wine cellar situation <laughs> what would you say was worse in, in 2020 prior to kyle getting a hold of some manscaped products i will say that his wine cellar yes i don't <laughs> I will say that his wine cellar has gotten uh, exponentially better, you know, oh, down there. There's a better aroma coming from- <laughs> Of course. There's a more full body, uh, if you will, coming yes, down from the, the Yes, air. yes. It's more full bodied. Is that what you said? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, happy 2021. <laughs> Bring in the new year with Manscaped. Manscaped is here to give you the new year's resolution you actually want to keep. They're offering the perfect package 3.0, which has everything you need to start off the new year strong. Uh, one of the things that they're including in the package now is uh, their new... Um, to me, it just says clone, right? So I just, I use it all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I spray myself down with the it. The way Manscaped feels about it, they say if you use uh, deodorant on your armpits, why would you not use it on the smelliest part of your body? Yeah, yeah okay. The wine cellar. <laughs> <laughs> you do want to get rid of that musty smell. Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. And uh, they're including that in the pack- Perfect Package 3.0, which already has the Lawnmower 3.0 in it, uh, which <laughs> the third generation tw- uh, trimmer has even more light to shine as bright as the potential in 2021. <laughs> Even more light? Even more light, which is fantastic. Start your new year with a fresh set of testes, thanks to Manscaped. (laughs) Go to manscaped.com, use our code IGP20 to get free shipping and 20% off. That's manscaped.com, IGP20, and get 20% off and free shipping. New year, new balls. (laughs) Accurate. That is accurate. So I agree. Uh, they are fully responsible for bringing you our segments this week, and uh, we'll start right off. Feedback, Joe. Don't worry about that. Right. So we have, uh, this is kind of cool. We have like a variety of feedback this week on like different aspects of our media empire. So I'm pretty excited about it. One, first and foremost, we had a listener from Chicago, uh, Mike Downing, chimed in on the whole like artists you used to love 
and then uh, hate now or hated at first and love now. And he came in with one that I don't think this matters much to either of you, but it's one that as soon as he mentioned it, I was like, oh, I'm totally the same way. Was the band uh, Queensryche? Mm. Which I like, you guys probably at least know silent lucidity, right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you thought about it for a second. Well, no. Cause in, by the way, for the listeners, whenever she says sing it, like, it's not that I can't sing these songs physically. It's that like copyright. Like as soon as I do any You're of it. You're just covering it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be our cover channel. Uh, tune into uh, YouTube for next video. But it, it's one of, it, for you, it's one of those songs that as soon as I played it, even in the first three notes, because it starts with an acoustic guitar, as soon as it starts, you would be like, oh, I know this song. I'm sure I do. But Queensryche had Operation Mind Crime, and then the one that Silent Lucidity's off of that like blew him up was uh, Empire. And that song, Empire and Jet City Woman and Silent Lucidity were just huge hits. And then like from the record after that, they were just like, well, what if we're just not good anymore? <laughs> you know, like in later years, there were things where like their main songwriter was Chris DeGarmo and him and Jeff Tate, or uh, he has the alternate spelling of his first name, uh, Jeff. So it's um, G-E-O-F-F-F. Yeah. And I once heard Axl Rose refer to him as uh, Geoff Teate, <laughs> and it killed me. Um, <laughs> Change approved. Right. And uh, anyways, like Jeff Tate is like known for his ego surprise lead singer, you know, and Chris DeGarmo was their guitar player and main songwriter and they split. And so pretty much when Chris DeGarmo left, all the fans were like, there went the talent. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so anyways, it's one of those bands I never would have thought of, but that's, there's absolutely that line for me and many other people. And Mike Downing pointed that out. Like as soon as empire came out, we were like, yes, this is going to be great. And then from the next record on, all of us were like, never mind." <laughs> you know, legally there were two versions of uh Queens touring at the same time. Once like, well, <laughs> Rat, Rat and Ellie guns did the same thing where uh. they were legal. Legally, there was two versions of the same band uh, touring and, and whatever. Anyways, it was a whole thing. So um, from Twitter, we got a wonderful idea for a YouTube video. And I'm so excited about this. I can't even, I'm like <laughs> giddy about this idea. And I tagged you in it. And you never replied because that's our social media director, everyone. I, I uh, did. Uh, you did not. I absolutely did. Nope. That's a lie. I'm, I'm going to go look for it. It's not even there. Oh, look. Oh, oh, wait. She does know how to use her phone. She's trying to use it right now. <laughs> I say trying to use it. But we had a comment from Twitter where a person would like me to pull five records from my record collection. And Michelle has to say nice things about them. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think, I think it's wonderful because it'll be a challenge and, uh, we'll see. Oh, wait. Oh, she did reply. And right on air, I have to say you're right. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like doing that. Well, I'm not going to read it right now. It's tiny, but I'll. I said, can the nice things be about the record art or how shiny the vinyl looks? So I said to my wife, I was like, I'm so excited about this idea and I'm going to run it by Michelle today. And this is what it's going to be. And obviously I hadn't seen your reply. My wife said, Michelle's going to be like, well, the cover art's pretty. <laughs> like, she's uh, right. Yeah, but you can't say that about Pet Sounds. If I pull Pet Sounds, it's like the worst cover art ever. And the worst, the worst part of that album is the cover art. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. And then we got some feedback from like the YouTube comment section. And uh, I don't know, maybe Kyle, you're probably the best person to address this. One person wonders if Michelle is real or just a figment <laughs> of your imagination. 
Like, are you possibly uh, manifesting a nightmare on the rest of us? Both. I'm a dream. She she is not only real, but she can also be a figment of your imagination when you uh, think. Oh, about, like Peter Pan. Yes, there you go. If you just believe hard enough, she either exists or doesn't. Yes. That's not how this works. <laughs> that is not how this works. So I just I, I like actually laughed out loud when I read that comment. So what does that even mean? So well, there's a couple of it's it's a nice way of saying that someone would like to know if you exist. Do you remember how you didn't think my child existed for like the first four years of his what life? What I think is talking is, is this Kyle Ven- ventriloquisting? Is that a word? Well, <laughs> the far easier uh, explanation would be like just vocal manipulation like kyle says some things and then he says uh the response and then i just change the pitch of his voice or if you want to go down the ventriloquist road and give us all the visual of kyle with his hand up here you know out nowhere yeah yeah manscaped <laughs> so uh but that and then the uh the one off twitter i think is wonderful you know i know i would put in that pile like maybe like two records that I know that you like so people can see what it looks like when you're being genuine and you actually like something <laughs> and then maybe three that like or two that I know you don't like and one that I I can't remember if you like it or not just to see how it goes I think that video would be wonderful to make do you have more of a comment than just a sigh or I'm not saying no oh oh hooray She's not actually saying no. That's fantastic. Yes. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm not saying no. Yes. That, that was fantastic. All right. <laughs> Being that the, it's the new year, it's still uh, pretty slow in the land of news, but we will move on and uh, share what we can. Music news. What is going on, Kyle? Well, as most of you, I'm sure, have already heard, but uh, Alto Reed passed away. And if you don't know who that is, he was a saxophonist for the Silver Bullet Band, which is Bob Seger's band. So anybody who listens to this, like, regionally, mm-hmm. and by regionally, I mean, like, Chicago to Cleveland, like, uh, Detroit down to, like, like Nashville-ish, everyone knows who the Silver Bullet Band is. Yes. Nationally, USA-wise, and certainly worldwide, I don't think a lot of people know exactly like who Bob Seger or Bob Seger and Silver Bolt Band are, but here's why this got reported. No matter where you listen to this podcast on planet Earth, in your lifetime, you've heard Turn the Page by Bob Seger. That saxophone that starts that, that's you've heard a bazillion times in your life, that's how I read. So that's why it was like a thing that got reported, you know quite i mean that's like iconic like yeah oh yeah i'm not a huge seeger fan but i respect the hell out of that song's place in music history you know and mm-hmm. it's like i can't tell you how many times in my life you've been in a bar or listening to the radio or whatever and that sax mm-hmm. hits you know so uh but he was 72 you know so again this isn't a thing where it was you know super young did, what uh what did he pass away of natural okay yeah so um and i'm certain rock and roll lifestyle to a certain extent takes a toll oh, yeah, on that yeah. you know like i don't think anybody in the silver bullet band was ever known for like excessive ad- addiction issues or anything but I'm, if you work in rock and roll you know you're gonna especially have to. back in the day when they were like in their heyday they were all partaking in the same kind of stuff so there was and this is again a local michigan story but where i grew up up in clarkston there was a, a house that was like just before you got to town and the porch of it was like very unique and it looked like it was like a really short disability accessible mm-hmm. ramp and one thing led to another and it uh, like as you grew up it became like a um, urban legend that later i found out was true that the house used to be owned by bob seeger and silver bullet band and the reason why that ramp was there was um they would ride their motorcycles in and out of the house 
What? Like they would just park the motorcycles like in the living room of the house, and then everybody else would like you know be up in the bedrooms, and then when they left, they would just like open the door, and be like like out uh, down the porch and out the house. Uh, I love old rock and roll stories like mm-hmm. that. That's great. Well, old time rock and roll. Oh, boy. Uh, I do. There's a hot sack solo in that song too. Old time rock and roll, and actually Jimmy Fallon uh, remade Alto Reed, really famous again, probably. About five or ten years ago, because they they had this whole you know Jimmy Fallon gets on like a, a obnoxious type bit that they don't let go. Yeah, they did this thing where they would just in the middle of the show somebody would say something about hot sacks and then they would play that bit for all time <laughs> rock and roll and uh, everybody would uh, air so, solo on the sax and then they would like throw it to someone else and they'd catch it and, like it's just funny seeing like Quest Love and people that are like the epitome of cool yeah, like yeah. standing there air saxophoning to uh, old time rock and roll. So, uh, anyways, yeah, Alto Reed. Uh, passed away r.i.p what else do we got uh, there was another death that was announced um that i just want to mention really oh quick. yeah um but mf doom mm-hmm. he actually passed on halloween uh but his wife just the other day announced that he had passed I, uh, no one knew mm-hmm. anything about this previous to that um, and then what was now i knew that that he passed a while ago and then they just now yeah. uh, announced it do you what was the cause of death there it hasn't been uh, okay revealed yet how any idea what it, not exactly uh, what, i can't remember how old he was I mean, probably the 40s or 50s at yeah, least, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, and if I mean, if you don't know who MF Doom is, just go look it up because I I could go all day uh, go on all day about how um, influential the influential and the impact that he had on the hip hop uh, industry. Influential so. on pretty much everyone except for Michelle, <laughs> who who right now is like in her mind is going. Hey, remember to look up MF Doom later. <laughs> I, I already had a whole conversation with her about it we previously. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, wait, that was that was the that was the figment of my imagination. Apparently, no, you're right. <laughs> no, you're, you're good. <laughs> uh, I should cut that out too. <laughs> you should left. cut it out. Right, uh, uh, good one. Uh, what else you got, Kyle? Uh, uh, there, there was there was another death. Uh, your ears, according to the next music yeah. story, because you don't fancy this band so much. King's Leon has new music coming out. Um, <laughs> That's the least excited he's ever been about anything. Uh, I like, oh, very right. much do like mm-hmm. Kings of Leon, and I wish to someday see them live. That's I, that's on my on my like bucket list concerts to go to. Yeah, they were they were good when I saw them. Yeah, but uh, the the new stuff that you can go and look up and hear snippets of is it sounds like they might have taken a bunch of downers before they made these songs. I don't it know. also sounds like when uh, what you were saying last week is one of the things. I talked about on last week's episode about Buck Cherry, where like every Buck Cherry album should be called "This Is Another Buck Cherry Album." <laughs> yeah. um, I do agree that the snippets I heard, you're kind of like it sounds very, very much Kings like Leon. Kings of Leon. Yeah, that's what I want. Which, yeah, yeah, for a lot of people, I guess that is what they're looking for is to continue to hear more Kings of Leon, mm-hmm. sound like Kings of Leon. I like when when bands evolve. Like, and I've talked about this on the show a ton. I like, I love what Mumford and Sons have done. Like, I'm so happy that their four albums don't sound exactly the mm-hmm. same. Because when their second record came out, I was like, this is your first album again. You know, and then the third album was like a little, a step a little further in the fourth album. Like, if you played Mumford's first record and their fourth record for someone, you could convince someone it's a completely different band, even though Marcus's voice is pretty uh, distinct. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like that there's progression there. So we'll see. I mean, you know, the, we don't know. We've only heard snippets of songs. And the, the full songs are out next week, Michelle? January 7th at 11 Central. So I don't know if that's AM or PM. I'm sure it's not PM. Why? Oh, Jesus. Why would they have it come out in the middle of the night? Why would they have it come out in the middle of the day? (laughs) Because that's when people are (laughs) awake. Everyone's awake. (laughs) Holy crap. (laughs) 
Everyone's at work. <laughs> just a reminder, Michelle gets a two-week break after this. <laughs> That's Re- a Thursday. Re- what, I'm just supposed to stop working and go listen to these songs? Well, hold on a at minute. At 2 p.m.? Maybe the, album, maybe the album's going to come by surprise yeah. on Friday when all music is released. What did you call it? Shock drop? Yep. Oh, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Oh, wow. Holy crap. All right. It's our last episode of the season. I have to call this shit show. You, oh, so it's just from now on, you're just doing that in the last episode? It's not going to be all throughout the whole season? I'm just wrapping it up for the last episode. <laughs> yep. Sweet. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're able to crack yourself up. <laughs> Holy crap. So uh, I already hit our uh, Jamie Jams drop. We are into our Jamie Jams. And I have four songs this week that have been four. just yeah, stuck in my head. <laughs> Was that joy? Like you're super excited? Oh, no. Right? I have four songs this week that have just been stuck in my head. Um, some just for no reason or another, really, uh, on a couple of them. But one is um, because I just bought the... Uh, Collective Soul's second album on vinyl. Uh, that there's a ton of hits on that record, but uh, Gel has stuck with me. What like just what a jam. The jam. riff, the riff on that song is insanely Same. good. Nope. <laughs> uh, another one that randomly gets stuck in my head lately is um, "She's a Rainbow" by the Stones, which is a super old Stones cut. But the reason why it stuck with me for like the past, I don't know, however long she's been off SNL was the. Final episode that Kristen Wiig was a regular SNL cast member. Mick Jagger was the host. And uh, at the end, they set up to take the show out with uh, Jagger singing She's a Rainbow to Kristen Wiig. And she didn't know that it was coming. Like, it mm-hmm. wasn't part of the... They had rehearsed this one skit. And then in the middle of the skit on live TV, everybody broke the skit. And uh, <laughs> Jagger saying that. And she was, like, crying. And every it was fantastic. So for some reason, I get that song, song stuck in my head a lot. The Cure, Fascination Street, um, that was a Twitter interaction. Somebody reminded me about that song. And I was like, oh, boy, now I'm going to listen to the Fascination Street just a ton. Like, it's... The Cure has, like, so many great songs. But that's one that uh is like if you were going to try and convince someone to be a cure fan that would be the song you would play because it's like everything the cure does right all in one song and then the other song that i have stuck in my head is an old 80s hit by um the band abc who had a couple of big hits i think the thing they're probably most known for is a song called promises promises but they have a song called when smokey sings that's like literally just about how great motown music is hmm. and how like you know uh obviously like it's a, the chorus is when smokey sings i hear violins and uh like every uh, um all the stars align tonight and all that it's literally just about like how great motown music makes you feel and uh it's awesome to have an uh, english band yeah. singing that you know it was like very much in the vein of uh, how Culture Club came about that way. Like Culture Club was uh, from England and huge, wildly influenced by Motown. So, uh, but for out of nowhere, I've had that song stuck in my head, which has been cool. Um, Kyle, what have your Jamie Jams been? There is a song that uh, I don't think I've mentioned on here before, but I mentioned the artist formerly known as Mike Stud changed his name to Mike Period. Oh boy, <laughs> we've <laughs> um, been over this before. Yes, we have. Because he's made it on the list before, but uh, there's a song called White Flag that he does um, that I fancy. Mm. Uh, it's off his newest album. Oh, you know what? Feedback. Did you see the Twitter interaction about Mike Posner, the record that uh, someone on Twitter said? No. Uh, they tagged us and said, because of uh, Infectious Group Podcast, I listened to the new Mike oh, Posner good, record. good, good. Well, yeah, and they were like, but I think someone should check up on Mike. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. I, I thought that was interesting. That's awesome that someone went and actually listened to it. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone dude, should go listen to it. Dude, that. 
Everybody gets the Kyle bump. You know that. <laughs> Sturgill Simpson got a number I got one. I the Kyle bump. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, that, was, that, could not have, that could not have been any more perfect. She does true. have the Kyle bump. <laughs> oh, my God. That was wonderful. Well, well done. Well done. Uh, not... Not that you can top, <laughs> not that you can top the Kyle bump, but uh, what what else you got? Um, there is a, a new song by French Montana called "Too Late." Okay. Oh, I saw you post that on. Facebook. I would not have ever even clicked on it if it wasn't featuring Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. I will put that out there because I am not really a French Montana uh, fan. But damn, the beat mm-hmm. is they sample my third Jimmy Jam. Is I led to I led <laughs> it led to that Jam. This the third Kyle Jam. Bump, the Kyle bombs got you all flustered. <laughs> yeah. This song led to my third Jamie Jam. Okay, that that's yeah, that sounds better. I get it. So they sample Florence and the Machine. Oh, nice. And I didn't know who it was at first, and I I just googled uh, whatever lyrics I could come off of of what it was saying. Yeah. And it's a damn Florence and the Machine song. And it's uh, a sample, like Florence isn't singing. No, no. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's just a sample of her uh, song. The song is Long and Lost of, from Florence and the Machine. Okay. That song by itself is bomb, and so is the way that they use it in the French Montana song. Right on. It is. A totally different thing, but just last night I listened to the Marshall Mathers LP front mm-hmm. to back for the first time in a long time. And when Stan started, I always think about that, that like, cause a lot of people don't know that Stan came out was, wasn't, was a hit way before thank you was by Dido. Mm-hmm. Like when Stan came out, people were like, and who's, who the hell's right. singing that? And then yeah. thank you was a big hit. And like, both of those songs are fantastic on their own. Mm-hmm. It's very much the same way with, with this. And I, what I was telling Michelle earlier is that, like, I don't even understand how you, you come up with an idea for a song and you're like, oh, well, I have this Florence and the Machine sample and it goes great with this beat. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get French Montana and Jim Jones mm-hmm. to do a, do a song over and it. And we talked about that before. That's when it's an art. Yes, it, it's very right? much so. And it, it sounds so good the way it is. Mm-hmm. The, the, the video, which is what hooked me into it, mm-hmm. um, is very much... 90s hip hop like it's just a bunch of dudes on the side of like by I don't know what bridge it is in New York but they're all and, the, and it's just French Montana and Jim Jones rapping to the camera nice it's just very yeah, simple yeah that is very 90s yep very 90s and uh, you know we're not gonna pull permits we're just gonna jump out on the side of the road <laughs> and there's gonna be 50 of us we're gonna shoot this video and we're disappear real quick that's the, that's like how it went um, but damn great song right on sweet and I did you post that at like New Year's Eve or something because I think you were like whatever you do before the end of the year listen to this song or no, something no that's a different time. song oh, oh uh, there, yeah uh, uh, oh boy! <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I did post this Jim Jones or uh, French Montana song on Facebook. Nice. Uh, yes, uh, Michelle. Besides the Kyle bump, what, uh, what else do you have to share with us? I've been on a sixties kick. Oh, sweet! This is good news. Oh, I thought, I thought no. you were being sarcastic. No, I'm being 100 percent serious. This is fantastic news. Like it's not going to be like what I want it to be, like the Doors and Zeppelin and Sabbath. But there's I'm, a Zeppelin on here. There's oh. there's a Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> She's got the Zeppelin. So uh, I've just been putting on. I have right. all of his records. <laughs> Mr. Zeppelin, yes. Um, I've just been putting on 60s playlists, just random ones, mm-hmm. and then uh, getting songs from that stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, a whole lot of love yeah. is in there. Right on, Jam. Um, and then uh, Pretty Woman by Roy Orbison mm-hmm. has been stuck in my head as well. I always think of that as a 50s cut, but it's early 60s. I didn't actually look up the dates of it. No, I think it is early 60s. Um, uh, Then He Kissed Me. Oh, what a jam. It's so good. So this is, I think, before your time, but there was The 60s was before my time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 60s were even before my time. There, uh, 
was it movie in the late eighties called Adventures in Babysitting? Elizabeth Shue was in I it. Know about it, but I don't think yeah. I ever some, saw it. Some some listeners are shaking their head. Yes, other ones are like, they made a movie out of that. <laughs> but that movie opened with that song mm. in the opening credits, and it was the first time I'd ever heard the song. Like uh, somehow I'd never heard it before, and I was like, this song is amazing. Yes. <laughs> so, anyways, what else? Uh, I just had uh, one more that you're gonna be mad about. Um, but wouldn't it be nice? Why am I mad? That's that's. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, that opens. <laughs> Hold on a minute. That opens up. A wonderful record called uh, Pet Sounds. I know. Yeah. I didn't say that I hated all the songs on there. Like, that's, wouldn't it be nice as a great Beach Boys song? You gave the Pet Sounds record <laughs> a five out of ten, and there's no way around that. It's just, a, cause, and then, this is a great song, and there's other songs on there that make it go lower. Um, wait. In two weeks, we're doing a clip show, and trust me when I tell you, your assessment of pet sounds is going to be a focal point of this clip show. Sweet. So, yeah, yeah. So we'll all get to relive that moment together. <laughs> Why would I be mad that you were listening to Wouldn't It Be Nice, though? Oh, because I, I knew you were going to bring up pet sounds. Yeah, but it's a jam. It is a jam. Yeah, and you know what else is? The other songs on <laughs> pet sounds. <laughs> to be determined. Um, <laughs> and then also on the completely opposite end of the spectrum, which I might have even put this in my jammy jams before, but I've been listening to Vitamin D by Ludacris over and over <laughs> and over. <laughs> he not, samples Cisco's not exactly song. The same. song. Yeah, <laughs> it's not exactly stop. the same as the same. <laughs> the complete opposite I, of the I spectrum. I listened to it yes. twice this morning on my way to pick up Barb. That's think, how much. Like I think when Marvin Gaye was cutting what's going on, <laughs> he was probably like, "Man, I just social injustice is one thing, but I hope that this song one day leads to Ludacris sampling the thong song <laughs> about vitamin D. Do you right. get it? D. <laughs> I do you get know it. what the D means? Manscaped.com, IGP twenty for twenty percent off. So, yeah, uh, no, but that's a one. That's fantastic. I need to do that more with the sixties. Like, I there's I whenever I listen to stuff from the sixties, I already listen to like what I'm already deep entrenched in mm-hmm. you know like i need like i i probably haven't heard denny kiss me since 90 right. like since the last time i watched that movie but i love that song so i uh, i would say that the 60s is my favorite era to just put on and like just clean the house or mm-hmm. do work because every single song is a jam and i know every single one of them like even the 90s i'm like Ugh, i don't like half of these but like <laughs> the 60s that's new for you. you know it's just full of jams man so you would give the 90s five out of ten <laughs> i would give the 90s five out of ten yeah <laughs> a lot of stinkers well the 60s there. still only gets like seven or eight out of ten so it's oh like... <laughs> jesus <laughs> living christ all right well i'm gonna let michelle uh continue to dig the hole uh deeper i can't we, if we were going to have a theme for each season, it should be like, how deep can Michelle dig herself? We're going to be right back. I don't know. We're Why would fi- you say that out loud? We're going to be back in a minute and talk about Michelle's 2020 and uh, how many out of 10 that was. So we'll be back in one second. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everyone. I'm Dylan. I'm Corey. I'm Kendall. Together, we host From the Middle, a comedy and culture podcast about being middle-class guys living in the middle of America, in the middle chapters of our lives, with points of view that fall somewhere in the middle. That's right, Corey. We chat about all things, mostly husband and dad life, geek culture and entertainment, from a relatively centrist and regular point of view. We all hear enough about the extreme ends of the spectrum. So we thought we'd create a conversational and relaxed podcast from a moderate perspective. Flyover state? Psh, more like uh, state fairs, livestock. Guys, what's, what's something that's cool and impactful that is the antithesis of boring? Yeah, I don't know, man. Listen to our podcast. We'd love for you to join the conversation. You'll forget you're not actually hanging out with us. That's From the Middle. Available wherever you find podcasts. And at From the Mid Pod. Everywhere. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Zach. It's Josh. Zach. Do you enjoy video games, drinking, and attempting to solve the world's problems through ridiculous schemes? Uh, yeah. Do you think others would enjoy that? I mean, I really hope so. So do I. So I think you all should come spend some time with us, the Midwest Meltdown. This show was created by these two fine gentlemen here, myself and Zach, when we spent the last 14 years telling each other funny stories, talking about video games, and literally anything else that comes to mind. We wanted to turn our passion for gaming into something that we could share with everyone. So again, follow us, The Midwest Meltdown, anywhere you can find your podcasts. That's Spotify, Apple Music, Podbean, Google Pods. Check us out. We'd be happy to have you. Hi, I'm Shannon. I'm Jamie. We're Married with Television, MarriedWithTV.com. We are a couple of Hollywood normies on the outskirts of the film and TV industry, and we talk about our favorite TV shows, music, and movies, and sometimes they talk back to us. Sometimes they do. Our podcast is Married with Television, one word, on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Possibly Amazon soon. And we are a proud member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Married with TV! MarriedWithTV.com! And we are back, and for this second half and finale to Season 2 of the Infectious Group Podcast, we are going to see uh, how Michelle's 2020 went. Uh, we already know that Kyle and I were probably listening to great music, but uh, there's a better than even chance that Michelle wasn't listening to uh, good music. So let's, uh, let's get into our big deal here. It's time for the Infectious Group Podcast. Main topic of discussion 
I remain so proud of that drop. <laughs> like I'm so so good, I'm so proud of that. And uh, so what we're gonna get into is if you've if you have Spotify, they do this Spotify rap thing, which I think uh, I don't know if either of you know this. Didn't they kind of lift that off Am- uh, Apple? Doesn't Apple Music do some sort of like year end thing? Apple. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, Apple'd. I don't Apple either. I'm not really yeah. sure. But I think they did. And then like somebody Spotify who came up. Tell us. Right? Yeah, somebody who uh, uses Apple tell us if Apple does something like this. But I think it's kind of cool that like like I think last year was the first time where I even noticed it. I don't know how long they've been doing it. But, I think so too. I think it was the first time I noticed yeah. it. And I was, like, I was like, oh, that's that's rad. Like, what a cool way to wrap things up. So they tell you all sorts of things about even like now it tells you what podcast you're listening to the most, which was cool because when the first uh, when the Spotify rap for 2020s first came out, we got a bunch of people sending us screenshots yeah, saying that I we did, were their yeah, most listened to podcast. To me too. Which I thought was sweet. Oh yeah, and we made uh, Podchasers list for uh, the 40 podcasts to, that you should be listening to. Yeah, yes. why didn't we put that in music that could news? Have been music news. I forgot about well, it. We didn't put it. I mean, it's us news. <laughs> <laughs> about music? Outside of a flute player, we don't have anybody who makes music. So You should talk to Kyle's butt. And I, yeah. I, I heard that all of, uh, all of the, the flute player's albums are uh, full of stinkers. So, so, so is my butt. Yeah. So... So we, I just thought this would be fun if we if we narrowed it down to the the last thing that they give you is this like quick wrap up that's your top five artists for the year and your top five songs for the year and it's some of these for me make total sense I'm like oh yeah I, I know that and one thing I was I guess we might as well bring this up now is so I was looking at my list and I realized that I used Spotify for listening way less this year than I have before because of for for me and you guys know this like once i found the casey Kasem countdowns on uh the iheart radio app i've been listening to that like all of the time it's been like six months we, oh easy and it's yeah. uh, spoiler alert it's gonna be another six months or a year going out of that yeah and yeah i know i know you're excited <laughs> and um but like i've been listening to that a ton um i've been listening to a ton of other podcasts like and doing like guest spots on other shows and whatnot so like i've physically used and then between that and then when i'm home I listen to vinyl a ton, you know. Who do you listen to podcasts on? Uh, Spotify. Oh. Um, also, at the beginning of when we started recording a year ago, uh, you didn't listen to podcasts. Right. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So, for all of those things, so, like, I don't know if maybe you guys are listening to other stuff. Like, uh, Michelle, uh, you still listen to the radio for some reason. <laughs> Wait, stop. Who, was, who doesn't listen to the radio? Everyone. We covered this. Everyone but you no. listens to everything else no. except for the radio. Yes. Do you know how the uh, huge corporations just went through and cut like tons of like over half the radio workforce? Mm-hmm. It, it's because no one's listening to the radio. I'm listening to the radio. I'm trying to save their jobs <laughs> single handedly. You were legitimately mad that AINX doesn't play the same kind of music anymore. Right. You know why 89X <laughs> switched no, formats? No, it's 93.9. My brother was mad about 89X. Yeah. Yeah. You know why 89X switched formats? Because no one listens to the radio. 89X anymore. has not been a preset of mine in the last like five years. Mm hmm. So <laughs> no one listens to radio. But I you. listen to radio. And then Kyle, like, I don't know, like a lot of times you've talked about like listening to brand new albums from somebody or whatever, like on repeat and mm-hmm. whatnot. So like, I think maybe that goes into it for you too. Yeah. And I, I uh, so I do not listen to podcasts on Spotify. I try to keep, cause I don't, I don't like their, the way that their format is on there. Yeah, and so I, I do all my podcasting on Google podcasts. Mm-hmm. Because the way it's organized and you know how it looks and it's, sure, it's yeah, just I better. Get it. Um, and I, I don't like having podcasts podcasts mixed in with the music I'm listening. No, to. I like, hear that. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's irritating. But uh, I find myself uh, listening to uh, stuff on 
their podcast wise, if only if it's an exclusive thing to Spotify, right. I have to listen to it on there. Um, which, yeah. by, which, by the way, Spotify, we're open to a exclusive contract. We absolutely are. I mean, we I, are. I heard you guys were giving on, those out. Yeah, we're on uh, Podchaser's list of 40 podcasts you should be listening and to. And we were nominated for Music Podcast of the Year. We certainly were. Yeah. Which is fantastic. So, you know, I mean, Spotify. Are we, are we going to get the cow bump? Yes. All, all of us are going to get the cow bump. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to talk to Kyle about certain Manscaped products I'd like him to use before <laughs> we enter into the man uh, into the Kyle bump. But yeah. So having said that, we, I figured we could just talk a little bit about each of our uh, sections first, and we'll start with top five songs. And um, I am so interested to hear Michelle's top five songs from Spotify. It's not even funny. I'm so excited to hear this. So I guess start with five and work your way up. Bad guy by Billie Eilish. Oh, really? I know. I don't know that you, I've you ever... Didn't, you didn't hear that enough on the radio and in commercials? I don't know that I've actively... I don't know that I actively sought it out on Spotify. Uh, I think it just plays. Oh, like uh, your weekly playlist yeah, and, and like, so like, and, and you play it, so then I listen to like um, my daily um, my daily drive, and it's just like songs that they already know you like, and they just put the same fucking songs in between <laughs> the podcast every day. And Michelle has tips she'd like to share with the folks at Spotify. When we go to the headquarters to sign a contract, uh, maybe you can share your tips I need with them, them. I need them to change the algorithm. So, so. The, with Bad Guy, you don't remember ever seeking it out. I, at some point, I know, in 2019, I think I did. Like, I wanted to hear it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't remember actively seeking it out this year. It just shows up on, like, all of my sure. like daily drive pay- playlists. As you get closer to your top five songs, do you think it gets more accurate for stuff that you no. sought out? No. Okay, what's number four? Uh, Tim McGraw by Maggie Rogers, which is true. Yeah, yeah, that no, I know for a fact you sought that song out. Yes. Yeah. So she, I just asked her a question. She said no, <laughs> and then turned around and confirmed. Yes. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, number three. Uh, XO. John Mayer. Oh, yeah. Well, see, you sought that out, too. Mm, I did. Oh, yeah. Okay. So would you like to continue to disprove <laughs> your own theory? or? Uh, but th- what's funny about the um, – I'm sorry. Who did the Tim McGraw cover, Maggie? Rogers. Rogers. Okay. I still haven't heard her cover outside of the one time you put it on our playlist because I love the Taylor Swift original. Oh, that's so bad. No. <laughs> she wrote the song. It, I don't care. Oh. <laughs> what if Maggie Rogers did a cover of the entirety of Pet Sounds? It'd probably be excellent. A 10 uh, out of 10. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> what about number two and number one for you for uh, uh, songs? Number two? Number two is also John Mayer. <laughs> uh, which, uh, Slow Dancing yeah. in the Burning Room? Mm-hmm. And then uh, number one is Hold Me While You Wait by uh, Louis Capaldi. Hmm. Yeah, I just <laughs> saw, physically saw him for the first time on a New Year's Eve <laughs> thing. Um, and I was like, oh, that's what a Louis Capaldi is. It, that is what a Louis Capaldi is. Mm-hmm. He looks like the lead singer of Keen to me. Oh, mm-hmm. 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 to the point where I was like, why is the lead singer of Keen on New Year's <laughs> Eve? Like in America, that's really, and then it was like Louis Capaldi. And I was like, mm, ah, that's Louis Capaldi. That's can not I, even, that's not even that guy. Can I quickly um, divert from this to a, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I mean, so, we got all the time in the world for you, Michelle. So they said the internet, this Spotify said that hold me while you wait was the song they listened to most this year Mm -hmm. however they said that i listened to 923 minutes of my life listening to godzilla by eminem Mm -hmm. which is (laughs) 15.38 hours okay so you're telling me that i listened to 15 hours of godzilla which i did not do and you think that i listened to that to hold me while you wait more than 15 hours yes and also (laughs) you're just like yes moving on no with so you're not really taking, I mean, like, you were all about that Eminem album when it came out. 
And you have to remember, it's counting anytime you hit play ever. So if you like, so we're like, oh, because that's one of the songs where he does like his speed rapping in it. Yeah, right? that's yeah. what I was going to say. She's probably driving to and from work, like, show <laughs> in the car <laughs> for 15 hours in one Jimmy, week. Jimmy Dickens? <laughs> yeah, Jim Dickskin. <laughs> uh, no, but like that, or, or just talking to someone and being like, listen to how fast he did this or whatever, you know, like you're playing it ever. Or you're, um, uh, like like Kyle said, just leaving it on while you're on the way to and from uh, work or whatever. Like I mean, it's I think these numbers are more accurate than you think that they are. Hmm. I mean, I then I don't know at all. I mean, like here's my thing: why? What do they have to gain by making that up? I don't know, but my picture on my 2020 top thing wrapped from Spotify is the same picture as Kyle's. It's the same Eminem why? picture. Why? Because our number one artist is the same. Yeah. We both did not listen to Eminem that much this year. You, Oh my lord, we did a whole series of episodes about exactly how much you guys listened to Eminem. <laughs> yep. He was in the album tournament. You probably listened to it at least a couple of times now, for that because it was uh, made it through at least one round of the album tournament so you would have listened to it then. Now what is it that I that I confirmed that I thought the metrics were like a little out of whack that uh, it gave to you? How many new artists I listen to? Yes. And what does it say? Um, I just want to say that I listen to more, more new artists than you did. Which is a lie. <laughs> oh my. He got offended. Um, it says that I listened to, I discovered 343 new artists this year. Yeah, I meant to look at that for mine too, and I, I didn't screen cap it, so. You uh-huh. listened to 334 genres, including 94 new ones. Oh, how about that? So, my numbers are way bigger. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. So. Hey, hey, hey. No need, <laughs> no need to get into who's bigger than who. <laughs> Uh, and that, well, that was your number one. What, what was your number? Lewis Quality was your number yes, one. Yes, and it's supposedly I started listening to him in January last year, which I don't even think that's true either. <sighs> why? Never mind. I'm not. <laughs> How about this? During season three, why don't we go into a big series of you proving your conspiracy theories against? <laughs> Yeah, it, like it'll be like the thing that kicked off this whole podcast uh, explosion is uh, cereal. We'll just do a whole series. <laughs> uh, Mich- Michelle will be sitting here doing her best, uh, Sarah Koenig. Like you, you understand that that's that's not right, right? Like you get that. Like I didn't listen to Eminem that much. <laughs> Good lord, uh, Kyle, what do you got for your top five? I feel like your top songs are going to be way different than your top artists. Uh, uh, yeah. That's a guess. No, yeah, they're they're different. Um, uh, my number one artist. My number one song matched up, but um, everything else for me was like staggered. So, I, but I thought yours would be like way different. Your songs against your artists. What What do you got for top five songs? They're cl- they're close, but also pretty. It's like half and half. Right. On. Um, starting at five, um, the War Inside of Me by the Lost Dog Street Band. Oh, um, I, who? Don't yeah, I don't know this. It was my jammy jam one week. Um, really? But that's why I think this thing is bullshit. Oh boy! Because I did not. <laughs> I when I found this band on YouTube and I happened to listen to this song it was my jammy jam one week but i don't know how it would be my fifth most played song that i have i don't think that that's accurate so, I really don't. Oh, so what so. you're telling me now is this is going to be a double investigation <laughs> yes from both now everything else that i'm going to mention to you 100 percent. i played them oh like probably a hundred hours of each of them like oh, that's oh. how often i play but he's not like really sure that he's listened to more than you <laughs> like really sure of that <laughs> No, you, it, was I know, the, it was the new artist a, thing. Like she, it's an audio only podcast. But if you saw the confidence <laughs> in, in Kyle's face just now, he almost leaned across to like get in her face about it. He sent me those screenshots yesterday, and he was so proud. He was just fucking. Oh, and I bet you were so excited. <laughs> he was a pig and shit yesterday, you, and I was you, like, <laughs> I was like, look at this shit. Good <laughs> lord. Uh, 
Okay, number so four. The, or the reason we less <laughs> less focus over here, more focus. The over reason here. we brought this up is because on my thing it said that I listened to 120 new artists, mm-hmm. and I feel like literally weekly. Uh, multiple times I'm bringing up new shit to the show that oh, like neither yeah. of you have heard of. Or... That doesn't mean we're not on your Spotify. But I, I know, but I'm listening to these things on Spotify. But you said that nothing that we've heard. It should be nothing that you've heard. I'm running mine again right now, so I can get my uh, <laughs> numbers on this. Uh, but so, uh, what do you got for number four, Kyle? Hurricane Love by L.A. Women. You've definitely listened to that song. <laughs> yes. I, I've I, listened to that song. I absolutely you. love that song, and uh, it it actually I don't even know. It seems like it would be higher than number four, but I'll take it. Um, number three is "Run" by Joji, which I believe was more than uh, <laughs> Hurricane. Uh, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I'm gonna. I, I listened to 531 artists this year. See, there's no way we are. We no, there's no way because that that just completely. What can can I help you complete that sentence? What are you talking about? <laughs> He said the reason that my number is so high is because I have to put I put the playlist together, but I don't actually listen to every single one as I'm putting them on. The, yeah, yeah. The metrics are fucked up, man. I'm telling you, there's something <laughs> weird here. There's something weird here. You you add a lot of you you're adding all this new stuff to the playlist, which is underneath your account, right? It doesn't care if you listen to it or not, but you're adding it and they're assuming you're listening to it. That that I I could see how that could be accurate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what uh what is your next song? Uh, number two would be you and me by Yellow Wolf. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. I, uh, I've, I've heard you talk about that a lot. Yep, so you post it a lot. Yep. I saw you running down the street with a banner once. <laughs> that must have been while I was at work. Stacy was like, who ran by the house? Just I had Kyle with that Yellow Wolf banner again. And, and uh, then, who was uh, Numero Uno? Numero Uno. Uh, this must have happened when I caught Bieber fever. Uh, <laughs> but Intentions by Justin Bieber and Quavo. Right on. Yeah. Right on. My five songs, all of them totally make sense for me. Yep. Um, you believe the metrics. You believe the machine. <laughs> yeah, I believe in the robots. <laughs> um, all five of mine totally make sense, and I can tell you exactly why all of these things happened uh, for my five songs. Mm-hmm. My top three songs from five, four, and three are all from the same artist from the same album. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can we guess? Yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. I don't think either of you will get it. Oh, damn. It's a live album. It's a, it's a live album. Well, I, I wanted to guess the artist, not the album. I, okay. okay. <laughs> but I'm, saying it's a, I, I'm, th- I'm thinking telling you it's a live album will help you guess who the artist Fuck. was. I was going to guess Pink Floyd. I was going to guess Michael Jackson. Uh, you're both wrong. <laughs> yes, yeah, I knew it. So. Um, but it, this, will, this will totally make sense. Um, Van Halen. Damn it. Uh, you know, okay. and with Edward passing. Yep, yep, um, yep, yep, yep. They only have, they have officially, they have two live albums. And I, I like the one that recently came out with David Lee Roth, but like I love the one with Sammy Hagar that came out in uh, like uh, 92 or 93 um, live right here right now. Um, it was the first tour I got to see Van Halen on and all that. So obviously when Edward passed away, I was feeling some kind of way and it was very like a, um, a therapeutic mm-hmm. type thing to listen to that live album again. So uh, Pound Cake. Uh, which is one of my all-time favorite Van Halen songs. It's been and on it, the playlist. It, yeah, and they well, and they open with it on that live record. And it, again, it was a memory thing. It was like the yeah. first, you know, go to the palace and that sense of like before Garth came out, that sense you have of like holy crap, I'm about to. Yeah, find it's like a seat. electric. So yeah. like the curtain yeah. drops and the drill happens and Pound Cake goes in, and I was like, that's Edward Van Halen right there, you know. So having that 
live album from that tour, I listened to that track a ton. Yeah. Uh, Ain't Talking About Love and Panama were number four and number three. Panama's my jam. Panama, and the, you, the version, like, I always have to step back on this. Zero disrespect toward David Lee Roth. The version with Sammy on live right here, right now, it's like a little faster than the version you're used to. And Sammy, he doesn't sing it any better than Dave. He just sings it different than mm-hmm. Dave. And he just brings a different energy to it. It's really, really cool. And the version of Ain't Talking About Love is kind of the same. It's one of those songs that, like, by that point in Van Halen's career, you would think that they would sound very checked out doing that song, but yeah. Sammy brings like a new energy to it. Number two for me is the kind of the odd man out, but I remember distinctly getting this song stuck in my head this year. And you know how almost every weekend the Jamie Jams, I always say, uh, I got this song stuck in my head and I listened to it like a hundred times <laughs> yeah. this week. Okay. This one for sure. I listened to a minimum of 100 times the week that I got it stuck in my head and all the way through every time <laughs> it, uh stay by sugarland oh yeah yeah i just i can see that i mean that was one of those things where like that song would end and i would be like do it up like let's <laughs> kick it in again i don't know why remember we did that with blurred lines oh yeah mm-hmm. we, we wore that record out <laughs> the day you got I mean, it. when i got the 12 inch yeah. single for blurred line mm-hmm. uh and then i, I this one i kind of spoiled a couple weeks ago when i talked about it but my number one song of the year and i know exactly why this happened was man in the mirror mm. by uh michael jackson and uh, because this year was the 10 year anniversary of when we lost him and it, it doesn't give you dates of when you listen to all this stuff that would be great for you though <laughs> okay. i wasn't even in the car that day um, but it doesn't give you dates but i would be stunned if june 25th i didn't get the majority like probably most of that 24-hour cycle i listened to man in the mirror right on so how many minutes does your say you listen um i will have to go back and get that because i didn't uh i didn't look just now um but uh i'm just curious as to like so when you look at how many minutes you've listened is that because you said you listen to a lot of vinyl and you said you listen to a lot of stuff other than Spotify. So I'm wondering if yours numbers are significantly What's lower than number? mine. 28,202 minutes, which is Jesus not, Christ. Which is not a little. And you leave, but you leave, again, you leave it on at work all day too, but right? I, but it's almost 20 whole days. Right. Because you leave it on at that's work 20, all day. That's 20,000 more minutes than me. <laughs> I but you don't, you, you don't work in a situation where you can yeah, leave it on. That's totally true. Yeah. I live it on at my desk most of the days, and I have, I have I a 45 minute. I discovered uh, 108 new artists this year. Okay. 174 genres, including 41 new ones. Okay. Your top genres were, which we didn't even, uh, well, it should just be dance. <laughs> <laughs> Techno and dance. Uh, uh, rock, pop, soft rock, comic, and brap. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, what was the, uh, it's at the very last slide. Okay. Cause that's, I'm like, where, <laughs> like trying to get to the thing that you asked for 1583 minutes listening to podcasts what? this oh. year. Um, uh, my top podcasts were, I'm not going to say that cause I don't want to make anybody mad. Where is this? The thing? very last slide where it shows you your top artists and top songs that looks like this. 9,548 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Mine was 8,837 <laughs> minutes. So we have an open chair on the show. What the we would like a we would like an actual music fan, not Kyle, who only put in eight thousand minutes of listening. Uh, that, that that was that's the biggest shock so far for me. Yeah. Well, I, and again though, but look, why don't you look at my Casey Kasem numbers though? <laughs> my Casey Kasem yeah. numbers are going to be like fifteen it's, hours a it's day. It's skewed because like like so I probably fifty fifty listen to Spotify and YouTube equally. When I'm listening, sure. to yeah. See, so, that's another reason yeah, why so your numbers would be lower. Yep. So a lot of the shit I'm listening to, I'm I'm watching the music videos or listening to just the albums on YouTube as I'm doing. Kyle else. would like a total count of everything. <laughs> I would say recount. The only time I'm listening to music at all 
is I don't have a CD player in my car, so it's either the radio, which is like half the time, mm. or Spotify. And then at home, it's either Spotify or putting on an actual record. So Spotify is 99% of my music in, intake, yes. I would say. How much time would you say you spent listening to Boniver this year, Kyle? <laughs> uh, five, five minutes or so. <laughs> However long that Taylor Swift song is. Not long enough to realize that it was a band in that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michelle, who were your top five artists? Starting with, we, again, you told us you're number one, which you don't believe because it's the wrong. <laughs> That's not why I don't believe it. But uh, who's your number four? Or number five, rather. Kaleo. Kaleo? Kaleo. Kaleo. <laughs> oh, so total sidebar. But I was going through, um, anyways, I was I went down an Instagram hole of things that I've been tagged in in the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of, of them. A lot of porn pictures. Yeah, lots of porn. <laughs> um, and there was. I'm, J- just, I'm just painting a picture for the people that, <laughs> that, that, that can't wait to see you on YouTube. Boy, are they going to be let down. <laughs> so the James James from Chicago mm-hmm. um, tagged you and I in a post when we went and saw Kaleo in mm-hmm. Chicago. Yep. And he said, that literally the only description on the post is, now we know how to um, pronounce the band's name. Mm-hmm. And apparently we forgot <laughs> since then. Sweet. We drink. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep. Uh, so Kaleo or Kaleo. Yep. And number four for you? Matt Mason. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, someone just last night came over for music night and did the thing where like, no one's going to know who I'm talking about, but I've really been into this artist lately. His name's Matt Mason. And I was like, yeah, I totally know who that is. And he was like overjoyed that I had heard Yay. of him. And I credited y'all. Yeah. I was like, yeah, the two people I do the show with are the ones that told me about it. He's him. a good one. Uh, what do you got for number three? The Lone Bellow. Oh, giant Which surprise. is accurate. They, would- they didn't make my top five this year. I'm telling you. I don't like the last album, so. I'm going to write Brian a strongly worded letter. I'm going to write Brian a text. <laughs> <laughs> tell him he should, just tell him he should come back on the show. Burn. And we'll, and we'll, we'll have Explain a, yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Allow him to interview me about why I didn't listen to us, uh, them enough this year. Uh, number two, are you at? John fucking Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> Does it say exactly that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Based on just two songs. I the know. only two songs you like by him. <laughs> and then I think I remember what number one is, but I will let you. Uh, Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm, I'm okay. I love Eminem. I'm not saying I didn't. But I I believe that four, two through five, I listened to so much more than Eminem. I did. Nope. Then, no. Okay. Like we did a whole <laughs> tournament. None of those artists were in the tournament. Eminem so I was. To it, I, so I listened to Eminem one extra time then. No. However many times. Uh, There's I, been what, multiple times where you said that you've gone back and listened to a bunch of his old stuff. We're not mm-hmm. just talking about new Eminem. It's, all, it's Eminem entirely. You listen, listen to him all the time, constantly. Oh, boy. Kyle, what do the robots <laughs> have for you? Number five? <laughs> um, you know what? I think this one's inaccurate, too, because it's a fucking robot. Oh, boy. Uh, number five is Big Sean. Okay. Um, He's from Detroit. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I did listen to his new album a couple times, but I don't feel like it's been uh, more than. Dude, I really think that your the amount you listen on YouTube is coming into play here because you listen to YouTube so much uh, that the amount you listen on Spotify is probably like you probably listen to Big Sean more on Spotify than you did yeah, YouTube. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's skewed because I yeah I, mm-hmm. I'm like fifty fifty. Well, probably like seventy thirty with uh, listening on YouTube versus yeah. Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, yeah, that makes more sense. That, like, that's I can the see only that. reason I think it's the same thing with me. Like you know, like the uh, the Casey thing. I've been listening to Casey Kasem so much, but when I do go to Spotify, I usually go there specifically because I have an artist or a song stuck in my head, and that's why my top five artists look like they look. Yeah, right, you know? right, right. So, right. anyways, uh, who do you? got number four number four is joji 
That's not a surprise. No. no. Uh, I definitely agree with that. Uh, number three, Sturgill Simpson. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Well, look at look yeah. at Sturgill shifting yeah. into high gear on his lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> get up to number three. He got the cow bump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He, he did, did get the cow bump. Uh, BTS, uh, BTS fans got nothing on Kyle. <laughs> number two is Justin Bieber. Yep. 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 Oh, wow. I, the, the fever fell into the number two spot. I know. I caught the fever a couple times, but uh, it did oh, not. Uh, but again, he's another visual artist for you, though. Yep. Like a lot of times on the show, you've been like, and there's a new Justin Bieber video. Yep. So like that could be why he slid to two. And actually, the only the literal I'm making excuses for Kyle's relationship with <laughs> Justin Bieber. In case Bieber's in Canada somewhere would, listening to this, I don't want him disappointed. I would have never listened to the new Justin Bieber album probably if it wasn't for that documentary thing that he did. Mm-hmm. And each song was in each episode. Yeah. So I, then, like, like not the whole song either, just a little bit of it. And I was like, oh god, I want to listen to the rest of that. So then, uh, when the, it came out, I did. The thing that made me want to listen to the record was you talked heavily about uh, the internet being the internet and like insulting the album because people didn't like the content of it and him talking about like being in love yeah, and yeah. whatever and literally I had no interest in the album until you were like yeah the internet sucks and I was like okay well now I'm going to support this album <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, who do you have for your number one artist number one is Eminem which I fully agree with because and, and we can all agree you listen to listen- way less than Michelle because she's a bigger fan so. I listen to Ludacris more than I listen to Eminem this year that's not Hands real down. okay <laughs> I, I wish there was video on. of this. I need to, okay. I need to make clear that I'm not on the side of the robots. I just know how electronics work. <laughs> You're a robot. Well, you sent your best Did you just call me a robot? First of all, yes. not possible. Second of all, se- second of all, um, you said it like it was an insult. <laughs> You're a robot. Yeah. Well, you're a robot. Like, oh, the show's over. Get out of here, you robot. My top five artists are eclectic. If nothing else, they're eclectic. I, there's two on mine that you could maybe call similar uh-huh. uh, in some respects, but uh, I don't. overall, I don't think they're very similar artists. But uh, number five for me is the only – this is kind of the odd man out, and I don't remember why this would have happened. Uh, but uh, Aerosmith is number five for me. We and all – all I can figure is I must have just got on some sort of Aerosmith kick. They were on the, uh, they, the they were on the tournament, tournament for sure. Right, but I wonder if that spun off into yeah, like me going on an Aerosmith kick. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it must have. It doesn't sound top. like you. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, that's a, uh, number four for me, and I know exactly uh, why this happened. Uh, number four for me is Weird Al Yankovic. Oh yeah, and that happened because pretty much any time I hear anybody not even say anything bad about Weird Al. But like not fully praising Weird Al, I'm always like, "Do you have a minute to talk about the scriptures?" Like, and I will play every Weird Al song for everyone. In a row. I used uh, something that you taught me about Weird Al in a oh, conversation oh, with somebody oh, at work. Oh, they, they're like, uh, "Yeah, you know, he he makes fun of all of these people in these songs." I said, "Did you know that he gets permission from all the people that he makes fun mm-hmm. of before he does it?" Yep. They're like, really? And legally, like, he doesn't have to. Yep. I was like, he he gets their approval before he puts out anything. Yep. And they're like, "Oh, well, that's really cool." Legally, he doesn't even have to. And he does. He's got tons of songs that he's done that he'll never put out because the artists were like, I'd rather he didn't. And so he just, and so he's got probably some awesome material that we're never going to hear. Do you think posthumous? No, actually, that came Wait. up when Prince passed because Prince. Well, for him, when Weird Al dies. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. No. What is that? Say that word. But uh, posthumously. That's the one. And because the reason why I don't think it'll happen is because when Prince passed away, because Prince and uh, Paul McCartney and a couple other people have very famously been the people that have always told Weird Al. Of course, now. Paul did. And yeah, when Prince passed away, a lot of Weird Al fans were like, you know, do you think you'll share the Prince stuff that you did? And he was like, Prince didn't want it when he was alive. I'm not going to do it now that he's Definitely gone. Definitely not when he 
he said. And but... so I would be surprised if Weird Al didn't put something like that in his final wishes. Mm. You know, like, I don't ever want this stuff to get. He's going to take that shit he might, he, I mean, he's probably got some unreleased stuff we haven't heard, but I don't think he'd ever any, allow that stuff to be. He's just, he's just a kind dude. Yeah. You know, and he always did stuff the coolest way, too. Like, him and Michael Jackson had such a mutual respect from the whole beat it, eat it thing that what, if you look at the fat video, the reason why the fat video looks so genuine is because Michael Jackson left the entire set that he built for the bad video for Weird Al to use to shoot the fat I, video. I used that exact same fact yeah. uh, in that same conversation with the person I was telling them about. Which I think is so yeah. rad. Yeah. You know, like, it's like a mutual respect between yeah, that's badass. artists. So rad. And then the Lady Gaga story too where Weird Al went to Lady Gaga's people and they were like, no. And pretty much the whole internet was like, oh, what an asshole lady. And then when Lady Gaga got word of it, she was like, of course I want. What? Like, who the hell told Weird Al no? <laughs> yeah. Like, it was she personally didn't even tell him no. So, you know, like she personally got a hold of him and was like, yeah, tear it up. You know, Kurt Cobain famously coined the phrase, like, you haven't made it till Weird Al's done your song. Cause, uh, Weird Al called Kurt Cobain when Nirvana was doing SNL mm-hmm. and Nirvana or Kurt Cobain said that whole week was terrible for them. And the best, the best part of the whole week was when Weird Al called to be like, <laughs> you know, okay, can we do this song? And, That's awesome. Yeah. And Kurt was like, hell yes. You know, uh, number three for me was Prince. Not a big surprise. Um, I'm always listening to Prince all the time. Number two for me was Van Halen, which I think would have, like, I always listen to Van Halen, but that obviously got skyrocketed yeah. up. Uh, and then uh, to the surprise of absolutely no one on planet Earth, uh, the number one artist for me was Michael Jackson. Guns hmm. N' Roses is not on the list. Have not even, Pink no. Uh, so Pink Floyd is a huge vinyl thing for me. Like, I really mm-hmm. listen to a lot uh. of Floyd on vinyl because I almost always listen to their records front to back. You know, it's it's not really an, an artist that I listen to like one song, and uh, GNR and I are kind of on a breakup. Um, Did I'm you just tell the internet again. Oh yeah, the, no. oh the internet's very aware. Yeah, I just here's my thing with Guns N' Roses. First of all, they only have five studio records mm-hmm. in 35 years that they've been around. Axel's done a great, so, great job putting out music. Well, there's only so much I can listen to the same five albums. <laughs> yes. you know, and then and I was just talking to a friend about this last night, like. That band cares way less about promoting them than I do. That's right. re- that's wrong. Like yes. I, if, if the artist cares way less about what they're doing than I do, then like I should give up. Mm-hmm. How many records does Michael Jackson have? Uh, solo or with the Jacksons or solo. like you, like. Um, Sorry. I well, have. so there, for sure, there's um, off the wall thriller, bad, dangerous, history continues, and invincible. So for sure, there's those six, and then there's some stuff that's kind of like dicey. Like he has stuff that's considered solo records from before off the wall, but he was still in the Jacksons. Mm. At the most, it's like two or so. More. Either way, there's more material than Jenner. Uh, oh, way more. Yeah, even if you just consider. Off the wall through. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, Creed probably has more material than GNR. Uh, Creed's got, I think, only three solo uh, studio albums. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Because if there was more, I would just quit music. <laughs> I would just be done. I heard 2021's the year of Creed. So. <laughs> it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. Um, so, anyways, I thought this was fun for us to look mm-hmm. back on what we did. And it'll be interesting for me to see. Like, um, I really think that the way that we consume music says a lot about these lists. Like you get to put on Spotify a ton at work, Mm -hmm. whereas we don't do that or listen that way as much. So with you, with you, you probably have a lot of stuff in your play log that you, you would be like, I've never even listened to that song, but Spotify is like, Oh no, we snuck that in. It just (laughs) plays. We're not even paying attention. And with you, like you're, it's not a surprise. You're such a visual medium person that you would rather 
listen while you're seeing it. So it doesn't surprise me that you would listen more that way. Right. You know, and then I think when you're in the car a lot, don't you listen to CDs anyways? Like when you're in the car? Yeah. So I have a Bluetooth adapter thing that I use my phone for too, but it's mostly either NPR or CDs. (laughs) Right on. Um, NPR is the radio. Just want to say. So, Michelle, you have reached the light at the end of the tunnel for season two. How excited are you? Hallelujah. She's so excited. I've never seen a person work less and want to break <laughs> more than it's been exhausting this episode right it's here. exhausting having to turn on my personality every week as i'm talking and being dazzling and funny and oh wait hold on are you giving us a preview for what you plan to do in season three because you haven't done any of that yet all of that has been in this episode <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys record a different episode this morning? Oh my God. He actually makes us do test reports. <laughs> a, a run through beforehand. Um, so, anyways, Michelle has done it. She's made it through <laughs> season two, everyone. Uh, Kyle and I would just be back next week, but someone needs a break from thinking once a week. <laughs> So, uh, in all seriousness, here's the thing. So we are, uh, going to take a two week break from recording and then we will, uh, record another episode and get the season three premiere. We'll come out to everybody two weeks from the day you're hearing this, which will be Monday, January 25th. Uh, unless you do you need to extend your break to three weeks or are you, you good with two? Well, I don't know, man. Yeah. We, you you want to enter into those negotiations? Yeah. I, I'm not going to say no yet. Uh, let's say a new episode of this show is coming <laughs> on January 25th, whether or not Michelle's involved. You're just going to replace me? You can't replace me. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, with robots. And in between now and then, we have a ton of YouTube videos uh, in the can that we're going to share every week. So you'll still have a new YouTube video to watch every Thursday, the five, ten minute videos about... Uh, uh, some of the vinyl collections, and then uh, hopefully over the next couple of weeks, I can talk Michelle into shooting the video that was requested of her because I'm so excited about that concept. Mm. I'm very, 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 very excited about mm. that concept. Also, so. if anybody works for Spotify or knows anything about how Spotify works and the metrics work and the robots work, I'd like to know. I'd like to know like how they. How they uh, total the shit up? It'd be cool, yeah, if we get some feedback on that. Like if somebody somebody happens to know. Like, you know, like I, I personally think that that the little video thing that they curate for you is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree, but I don't know. Like I don't know where all these figures necessarily come from. Like how what are they based on? Like right. does the spot does the playlist that he she just, all you want? Do you want someone to just tell you no. you listen to more than Michelle? No, no, no I, just, I just want to know in general. <laughs> you listen to more than Michelle. <laughs> I'm just I that. just want to know. So uh, in the meantime, uh, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you haven't, watch all of our social media and whatnot because we will have all sorts of stuff that we're sharing, as always, in between now and then. And as we always say, uh, well, first of all, thank you, everybody, for yeah. listening yes. to us. Thank you. Nominations thank you. It's been crazy. So we will be uh, back with a, with a revitalized and refreshed Michelle. Very soon. That's the hope. Now I'm making promises you can't deliver. I know. As we always say about this time, without music, life would be a mistake. Bye. 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 Infectious Groove Podcast is hosted by Russ Robinson, Kyle Wimple, and Michelle Kasalecki. Produced and edited by Russ Robinson. Intro and outro music composed by Chris Kimmel. Opening credits read by Stacey Robinson. Recorded with a Rode Podcaster Pro and Rode Pod Mics. Mm-hmm.